Father in heaven, we thank you for your goodness to us in bringing about this day and the sunshine and the blessing of seeing each person here to gather in fellowship, to be encouraged, to be challenged, to be sharpened, and even uh, rebuked as necessary, that we might just come alongside one another and uh, grow in grace and the continuous process of sanctification, setting aside our flesh and putting on Christ and the vital role that fellowship plays in that. We are grateful for your church and blessing us to be a part of this local church. So we thank you for gathering us here even this morning, Lord. We thank you, Father, for the blessing of your word as the central uh, function uh, that we gather around in the teaching and preaching and studying and applying of your word and the role that your Holy Spirit plays in shaping and molding each one of our hearts. We are grateful, Father, that you have not left us to wander about uh, aimlessly, but thank you, Lord, for your word even as we gather around it this morning. May you find us faithful in the communication of it, in the hearing of it, and in the trusting that it is true and right and good for us to obey and be faithful to, even in the days of the week before us. We thank you, Lord, for the many blessings that come from functioning even in your church with each gift that you have given to each of us and the proper functioning of the body of Christ to build itself up in love. Lord, I do pray that you would continue to enable each one of us in the various gifts that you have given to minister to one another and to exalt the name of Christ in this ministry. Thank you, Lord, that we can trust in you and that all these prayer requests can be brought to you and that you will answer them in your time and according to your will. Father, help us to trust and to walk faithfully each day, knowing that you have the future already laid out. We ask all this in Jesus' name. Amen. So, uh, those of you who have heard me speak on trust in decades past, uh, know that I value uh, Jerry Bridges' book, Trusting God, from which I'll be quoting from heavily this morning. And if you still haven't read that book, uh, after all encouragement, uh, I encourage you to grab it, uh, check it out from the library, or purchase it. It's one that uh, should belong on your shelf. So the question is asked, where is God in all of my life circumstances, good, bad, or otherwise, mainly the tough or hard circumstances that we find ourselves in? Whether they're great, whether they're small, whether they're pleasant, whether the circumstances are heartbreaking, where is the Lord? Can you really trust God when adversity strikes, fills your life with pain? Does he indeed come to the rescue of those who seek him? What does Psalm 50, verse 15 affirm? Call upon me in the day of trouble, and I will deliver you, and you will honor me. Does he really deliver those who call upon him in the day of trouble? Does the Lord's unfailing love truly surround me if I'm trusting in him, as Psalm 32, verse 10 says? So the question to each one of us is, can you trust God? And this has two possible meanings that we need to define before you can have an answer to whether you can trust God or not. The first is, can you trust God? Is he trustworthy? 
Is he dependable in times of adversity? Of course, the second question is, can you trust God? Are we able to place our trust in him and walk with him daily? Do you have such a relationship with God and such a confidence in him that you believe he is with you in your adversity, even though you do not see any evidence of his presence or of his power? It's not easy, not easy to trust God in times of adversity. No one enjoys the pain, and when it comes, we want it relieved as quickly as possible. And Lord, take this away from me. But the Apostle Paul, even he pleaded with God three times to take away that thorn in his flesh before Paul finally found God's grace to be sufficient. And you recall 2 Corinthians chapter 12. Joseph also, he pleaded with Pharaoh's cupbearer, get me out of this prison. Genesis chapter 40. Uh, he wanted out of his trial as well. The writer of Hebrews very honestly states in chapter 12, verse 11, that no discipline seems pleasant at the time, but painful. And there lies a bit of a hint in the adversities that we each encounter on a daily, weekly, monthly basis, that it is discipline from a loving Father who is molding and shaping us into the godly men and women he's called us to be. I would readily encourage you to pursue holiness in this area, specifically to obey God. It must be acknowledged that it's often more difficult to trust God than to obey him. And what do I mean by that? In general, obedience, we know what we should or shouldn't do when we pick up God's word and there's positive commands of do this and there's negative commands, don't do that. That's very easy for us to see and to read. But what about trusting God? Trusting implies the unknown of tomorrow or even how today is going to unfold. Can you trust in him for that which you can't see necessarily in Scripture? So it can be easier to obey than to trust, and yet the song says, trust and obey, right? We need to trust and follow through in obedience. The moral will of God given to us in the Bible, it's rational, it's reasonable. Again, we can read it in black and white, sometimes red. The circumstances in which we must trust God often appear irrational and inexplicable. I have no explanation for what's going on. This does not seem rational. The law of God is readily recognized to be good for us, even when we don't want to obey it. Many times we're disobedient sometimes to God's word, but we know it's still right and good for us. But the circumstances of our lives frequently appear to be dreadful, grim, perhaps even calamitous and tragic, even as we were reminded this morning in first hour, many times we exaggerate, over-exaggerate those tragedies or drama in our lives. But obeying God is worked out within well-defined boundaries of God's revealed will, his word. Trusting God is worked out in an arena that has no boundaries, the unknown. We do not know the extent, the duration, or the frequency of the painful, adverse circumstances in which we must frequently trust God. And yet those are the times when our trust can grow in him all the more when we are living with the unknown. Speaking of obedience, you know, we come to God's word on a daily basis in our 
daily reading. We come to his word on Sundays, other days of the week in Bible study. And we seek to obey him. We want to do right before him as we realize we will give an account to him at some point in time. But it is just as important to trust God as it is to obey God. And when we disobey God, we defy his authority. We despise his holiness. But when we fail to trust God, we doubt his sovereignty. We question his goodness. In both cases, we cast aspersions upon his majesty and his character. It's important for us to remember that God views our distrust of him as seriously as he views our disobedience. When the people of Israel were hungry, they spoke against God in the desert. They said, can God spread a table in the desert? Can he supply meat for his people? Is he able, really? Can we trust him? The next two verses tell us, as the psalmist continues in Psalm 78, when the Lord heard them, he was very angry. For they did not believe in God or trust in his deliverance. In order to trust God, we must always view our circumstances through the eyes of faith, not of sense. You know, we walk by faith, not by sight, right? Not by hearing what I can see, what I can touch, what I can tangibly comprehend with my own senses. No, we are to walk by faith. The faith to trust God in times of adversity comes through the Word of God alone. Again, as I mentioned, that's why we're here, standing around and uh, sitting around God's Word to learn it. It is only in the scriptures that we can find that one and only adequate explanation to clarify our understanding of God's relationship to and involvement in our personal and painful circumstances. It is only from the scriptures applied to our hearts by the Holy Spirit that we can receive the grace to trust God daily. I think it's three things I want to highlight for you about who God is, and just a reminder from our first hour this morning, as Dylan said, a great way to put that, you're robbing yourself of the blessing of, of not being here on uh, each Sunday and first hour, great opportunity to be challenged in our thinking, and to be reminded of who is God. We need to remember as daily adversities come that the scriptures teach us three essential truths about God, truths that we have to believe, take by faith, if we are to actively trust him on a daily basis. These are foundational to your daily functioning in life. God is completely sovereign. God is infinite in wisdom. And God is perfect in love. He is complete, infinite, and perfect in his sovereignty, in his wisdom, and in his love. 